Let's talk sport with Scott Brown and Nathan Snade. It was as if he kicked about three pounds of haggis that time because it hardly got off the ground. Three pounds of haggis. 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 Three pounds of haggis because it hardly got off the ground. Kia ora, It is the 5th of March. We're at RTL today in Kirschberg, the headquarters of Let's Talk Sport. Can you feel the Can you feel the heat around us? I can feel the energy. Tonight? I can feel the energy. Nathan Snade, Scott Brown, 5th of March. Happy first, well, first year anniversary, is it? Technically, this was our very first show. It was on Sunday the 6th of March. This right. was our very first show, so exactly. Yeah, a bit uh, sentimental there, huh? Oh, I guess I'm not going to shed a tear, but show show seventy six. Happy, we, well, happy we're still here. Show seventy six. They kept us for a while, haven't they? We've uh, we've got two guests this evening. We've got uh, Jill Linster, NASCAR driver. We've got David Harrison, amateur driver, legend, mate. Just finished second in Silverstone. All I'm going to say is. Anybody you can have a conversation half naked with in a squash changing room is a legend. Do you know what I mean? So, David, <laughs> have you done it? Obviously, I wouldn't be saying it otherwise, would I? <laughs> um, we've obviously, we've got our interview with Jill. He's obviously been uh, turning a few heads over in the US of A. Greatest country in the world. Okay, we've got Anthony Perez joining us later on. So we'll be kicking David out for the BGL League wrap. If you want to get involved in the show, 621-525-1000. Get involved. If you've not heard of your sport at any point, we would love to hear from you and uh, get you on to chew the cud. Now, as always, we start things off um, with on this day, uh, any any superstars out there who have had birthdays or anything like that yeah. so David I'm going to throw a few um, facts at you and I want to see if you can guess who I'm talking about come on I, okay. be- I back you Dave on this one oh, come so, on buddy come on he's an all black oh, these, I've got no chance <laughs> <laughs> two time World Cup winner Lions Series winner in 2005 112 caps 141 for the Crusaders 29 test tries, 1,598 points. wish my eldest son was here. He'd know this. I've got no idea. One of the greatest All Blacks of all Come on, time. Who, who, who scores a hat full of points all the time? Oh, oh, mainly I, mainly against Australia. Quick. Mainly against on Australia. His last kick of the, on his last kick in a match, and I think it was, was it a World, it was World Cup, Cup final. He, he actually kicked it with his right foot, not his left. This is too much information, guys. Dave, I mean, you like your rugby. Yeah, but not, not this not, much. Not the All Blacks. <laughs> <laughs> it is, of course, the one, the only, DC, Dan Carter. Dan Carter. Absolute legend. Yeah. Happy birthday <laughs> to him. Um, here's one for you. Donald Bradman played his last innings in first class, classic, uh, first class cricket. He only got 30, but back in 1949, obviously you know who that is, David, don't you? Mm-hmm. Gilles, do you know who Don Bradman is? No? At least you're honest, mate. At least you're honest. Okay, he's a very, 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 very uh, famous Australian uh, Australian uh, cricket. That's been one of the greatest of all time. Um, obviously, 93, do you know who Ben Johnson is? Have you heard that name? Okay, so basically, if you type in steroids and athletics on Google, there will probably be a picture of him pop up. Okay, he was obviously infamous in 88. So that was Seoul, I think it was, wasn't it? In uh, in the Olympics, wasn't that when that was the first time when he got he basically absolutely crushed. Um, he did. Crushed, crush. I mean, it was a it he was, did, mate. The field, the field was strong. It was the, yeah, yeah. The field was strong, and if you saw a picture of him now, you'd be like, that bloke's on Bassett's all sorts. He's just, he, you know, it was it was coming out of his eyes. Do you know what I mean? He was just like, Ugh. he flew, didn't he? But um, yeah. Um, and he was obviously banned for the second time um, for testing positive, <laughs> funnily enough. But it's, it's funny, isn't it funny how something like that gets brushed under the rug? Because I say, you know, you, you do your time and stuff and then you just you just get on with it. I mean, Lance Armstrong's a brilliant example. You know, the, the Russians, you know, that all sort of stuff, it's not really talked about anymore, is it? It's uh, Yeah, there's big, or biggest, well, I wouldn't say bigger, more more recently, there's a lot more other content going yeah, on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Gilles, just, just curi- out of curiosity, in, when you're talking about, like, driving, is there a lot of performance-enhancing drugs or is that...? I don't think that it's that much. 
we have a car, so they they look at the car and try to cheat on the car. So yeah, it's, it's actually good for us. Yeah, but for sure there are some things to do, like a little bit longer, getting your concentration on the point. But yeah, yeah that's interesting. That's interesting. Um, Can I just revert you to 2011? You've 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 put up some content in there, some football content. Yeah. That, that, this is the first time in 12 months that you've put football content into the show. I'll be I'll be brutally honest with you. The reason I've put this in is because I don't actually want to talk about that, but it jogged my memory of something else that happened. The PS5 you put in is David Silva uh, scored a winner for Manchester City. They beat Wigan um, at the City of Manchester Stadium and they went on a, a winning run, which was at the time um, uh, an English Premier League record for 20 games. So 20 winning games, not not unbeaten like. Um, and that obviously ended, um, obviously, well, 20 games later. But the reason I put that in is because when we talk about commentary, how good is the commentary of Sergio Aguero's goal? You know, when they have to beat... Um, that was the end of, se- beat, the end of season. Beat QPR, you know, Manchester United have... Um, had they won and they had gone top by a point or something and Man City were drawing at the time and then Balotelli's flicked it through and he's like, Aguero! That, that's absolutely... Absolute gold, you know. You can't. Sky Sports. Uh, yeah, he's he was. That was uh, that's good value. You know, there's, there's a lot of funny. Um, you see a lot of funny memes and stuff get sent out. There's a brilliant one where there's one of uh, these. I don't know where the building site is, but this massive rat is running across the building site, and the builders are all like taking off yeah. their helmets and throwing it at it, all missing and stuff. And then some fella runs up and hoofs yeah, it, got, and it goes absolutely mild. And then they've obviously changed the commentary to the Aguero bit. <laughs> <laughs> that absolute, absolute gold. Uh, just uh, one little one I put at the bottom here. We obviously yep. had uh, Julia and... Um, MJ. And MG uh, on on Wednesday night, and they were obviously on promoting the RCL Ladies' Day, which by all uh, by all accounts went um, absolutely it was absolutely mental. So they had um, fifty ladies up, fifty, wow. okay, getting their first experience of rugby, both touch and uh, contact, uh, aged from six to fifty four. Um, the ladies, obviously from touch, um, were heavily involved, but they had a big contingent up from Wolfenange, which was you know absolutely brilliant to see because they're obviously the contact. The contact team. It was cold, but they obviously had different stations set up to try and get everybody Engaged. as active as possible. Um, yeah, big shout out to all the people who um, you know who supported it and made it a great day. And what was really pleasing was they're already talking about the next event. So hopefully, I mean, you know, you're not going to keep everyone involved, but even if you keep a couple of them involved, and keep those events yeah, going as well. Absolutely, that that's absolutely brilliant. So well, well done, yeah, MJ and Julia. Well, well done, well done. And, and all those that were involved in uh, in organising that. Um, so yeah, and, and also if you if you are listening in from your sports clubs, your football clubs, whatever that might be, if you've got a big event coming up that you want to promote, we're happy to do so. Get in touch, and we'll um, we'll we'll obviously yeah. get in uh, get get that get that out there and, and spread the good word. Right, Jill, obviously back with a bit of a suntan. A little bit. Is yeah. it colder or uh, warmer out in the US at the moment? Oh, it's much, much hotter. Yeah. I think you're in Florida, was that right? Yeah, 28 degrees. Oh, lovely. So you were out racing the Daytona 500? Oh, no, just just the races before the Daytona Yeah, okay, so the, the race in the lead up to the Daytona 500, okay. So um, we, um, we, you were on before with myself and we had James Router in covering for us, but can you explain it again? We, we sort of touched on this and what the real difference is between sort of an indie car, so the stock car and the Formula One. I think the biggest change is the open wheel. Yeah. And, yeah. and then for all the rest, I think indie car they don't The open that. wheel, you're meaning the open the open top. Yeah and also the, the, open the wheels aren't yeah, essentially wheels. covered, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And I think also they don't ra- race this close that we race just because if they touch with two wheels they just fly yeah, yeah. everywhere. So, so the the Formula One cars tend to be a lot more fragile, do they? Um yeah, obviously you touch a piece and all the performance goes yeah yeah classic we love hearing about it i've got vibrations you know <laughs> well how does that you know when you're um one question obviously we've 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 got the questions we want to ask you and stuff like that but we um it, it's part of the the access that's been granted to you know through the netflix series and stuff and you love to hear what the drivers are saying but we all know we don't actually get to hear what all the drivers are saying is it like you know when you're driving you're in comms with your with your mechanic or your crew and stuff yeah, like I, this. I'm always just in contact with my spotter. I think yeah. that's a little different. And I think Nasca is the only one who, who does it. He's so called a spotter, did you say? The spotter, yeah. yeah. So that's someone on the highest point of the racetrack and he's just watching if you have like someone inside, outside, someone yeah. pushing you or if you have to push someone. And for sure, yeah, he like the races I drove now on sh- shorter tracks, 
yeah, he has to talk a lot. Because just to jump over, like Nathan always gives me flack about talking about films and we're 14 minutes in here and I'm going to bring up the first one. Um, have you seen uh, Talladega Nights? Yes. Yeah. So I was actually reading that. Do you know that, how long the power the pitch basically went for that film? Basically, the bloke who's planning it walked in and went, NASCAR, and they were like, yeah, Will Ferrell. And the bloke's like, done. <laughs> <laughs> but that, I mean, that's obviously, uh, it's very, very, very funny version of it. But when you were on before, you, you talk about the um, the NASCAR divisions. There's a ridiculous number, isn't there? Yeah. There's so many, like you have the official NASCAR divisions, then you have NASCAR owns so many tracks and all the divisions racing on those tracks are divisions of NASCAR, but you have around 18 divisions like and then you have for sure the all all the small divisions but nasca is like behind 18 divisions so you're obviously just back from from the us and you but you were out you're racing for a smaller a slightly smaller team this Small, time around actually a new team oh yeah. okay so they are a little smaller because they are new so they don't have the resources like the big team so what, yeah. what's this team called one uh, x one x yeah just a cool name as well isn't yeah. it so when are you going when are you going back to race again because you're over you've over the i guess you did two or three week stint yeah. In, the U- in the US, then I, you come back? I was back. there 20 days, now I'm back. So now I'm yep. preparing some go-kart races and then hopefully I can go back on the 1st April for right. some, some other races. Some other races. Yeah. Well, and uh, But how many races will they have in a, a, over a season or is it just a one-off race? No, no, that's... The problem is I don't have a plan for for full season in America. Yep. The first problem is the visum, like getting the papers. Yep. And then also always the the we we go to a lot of local races so and for local races you need local sponsors and to do all those marketing things that takes time and sometimes they don't just don't make it happen so we are prepared for a race and then we have no sponsor jumping on so so is it it's, i guess it's quite you know you, you are independent so it's almost like the phone could go now and they could be like yeah we've got this do you want to come out and you're yeah. like yes i'm, I'm uh, i had a, i had that already like several times yeah so my Asta always have to be good. And then sometimes they come and say, two days, check uh, your tickets. And then, You're on. Class, yeah. class. Well, obviously, yeah. David, we're, uh, you'd, you'd be much more from a, I guess, a motorsport background. Mm-hmm. But you were recently racing as well, weren't you? Where were you racing recently? Yeah, so first round of this season's championship was at Silverstone on the Grand Prix. Centre of the universe, huh? Yep. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's the circuit everybody knows. And if you ever watch the F1, this is the circuit that you'll see. Um, so, yeah, it was fantastic. So Have you raced there before? Yeah, a bunch of times. Yep. So I, I, I think I know it. And the only issue is I was driving a different car this time around. And so then you have to drive it differently. So I spent a full day on Friday. What do you mean you do a different car? This is the car with the, the boxing kangaroo yeah, on it. I didn't race on the GP circuit last year in that. So And the difference is this particular car, which is a Porsche Carrera Cup, car from a few years back it's rear engine rear wheel drive and all the stuff i had driven historically was front engine front or rear wheel drive so you've got to learn to drive the car differently so the way you attack turn corners and where you brake and turn and etc is you've got to adjust so i had a full day friday of testing and then saturday uh, sunday was the race yeah so just to jump over and uh, forgive my ignorance you nascar are they rear wheel drive or are they front yeah rear wheel drive yeah, okay big engine in the front so obviously you're used to going fast David I would imagine you're used to going fast you know obviously um, abiding by the traffic laws that are in place you know in Luxembourg any of the police listening in Um, but when uh, I mean I just I've said this before but I revert back to my my experiences of being driven quick and if you're not used to it it's like you know are you do you find that easy to adjust to you know because you are for all intensive purposes uh, you know essentially a civilian jumping into a jacked up sports car is is there a does it take you a bit of time to get you know you get out and you've shed a couple of kilos in sweat oh when when you're in the race you do because that race is 40 minutes and it's a workout and it's constant racing constant effort and you get out and you're exhausted uh but it's not the speed it's just the thinking and the yeah just just the whole exercise so yeah that's interesting isn't it yep and and in terms of results in that race is that one of your best results yeah, in this in this series, absolutely. Yeah, so fourth overall, second in class. So very happy with that. So what what's the what's the difference? Better your, your car's better. 
Uh, a few, a few a lessons, maybe. Yeah, a bit of a bit of practice, a bit of learning. Uh, but the most important thing was the guy that I was always behind last year. We've got identical cars, and I beat him this time for the first time. So I, oh, I, I, so I, could, I could not race for the rest of the year. And I'd be, <laughs> You'd be heavy. It's a cheeky, you know, cheeky. Nailing the um, tyre on the way past. Were, you, were you always in front of him? I mean, where did you start on the Where did you start on the grid? So I started third, but um, and this guy was again my kind of my nemesis. Yeah, uh, he was eighth, so I was like, great, I've got heaps of space. Two corners in, he's he's fourth, right behind me, and I was like, how did he get such a good start? And so then I'm defending him, but trying to get second. Um, then he got past me, so then I was really grumpy, and then uh, at, there was a mandatory pit stop for a driver change, and his son got in to replace him. But then I was I, I did the double stint, but I was able to get past his son while he was fresh and he, he'd just come out. So And then I blocked him for the rest of the race. So he, <laughs> <laughs> so he was under- the, uh, the emotional roller coaster, isn't it, yeah, of, uh, of driving, driving a race. Yeah. Joe, just to jump over, um, you're obviously a bit of a rarity. Uh, firstly, obviously being you know, um, a Luxembourger racing in America, but also, a, I guess, a European out there. Or are there a lot of European drivers no, out no. there? Right now, I'm the only one. So I when you wow. when you uh, go over there, are they like, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't want to say they're rednecks and stuff, but are you, do you try and teach them some Luxo and stuff? Or are they? No, no, I, yeah, they ask me where you're from because of the accent. They say Luxembourg. Oh, no, they say it's, it's German. Germany. Yeah, I love oh, it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but for the rest, yeah. So just to jump over to that with your uh, helmet, do you, does that have some sort of yeah, Luxo yeah. involved put, in it? Yeah, yeah, I put yeah the the you got the lion on the lion on oh, it. Good boy, yeah. class. White and blue, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Do you think, yeah. Dave, you're going to change the red lion, or are you going to stick with the boxing kangaroo stick, on your uh, stick to the boxing? And you're half and half, you know. <laughs> I could do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> something on the back and the kangaroo on the lid. I don't know how much yeah. a helmet costs, but I know you're the halves listening in, so hopefully she gives a thumbs up for that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, with um, with with you know, you, you said you go over there. You're only over there for 20 days. So I'd imagine there's not a lot of time for sightseeing and stuff. It's sort of, you know, get over, meet the guys you're going to be racing for, uh, you know, start testing the car. Is there a chance to go out and have a beer with these guys and have food with them? Or is it all just the business? Chance, the chance is there, but most of the time it's business and then catching up with the sponsors, the people around the sponsors, the managers, and then bring my manager together with other managers. And then you see some companies, like I did it this, this year too. Normally as a driver, you see also who has which sponsor and could this sponsor maybe fit also to our program so you start already looking around sending your manager left and right and and then starting the whole deal doing deal with other teams so some races they don't want to race because they get more money for another race yeah you take over the the small sponsor so it's it's funny how that that money pays such a big big part of it i mean it's almost I don't want to say it, but a lot of teams would almost... I remember you talking about how some teams almost want to win qualifying because then they're on the front of the grid yeah. um, for the race. Is, but they'll, even, they'll get more airtime. Yeah, yeah, but even if, they, time. Yeah, even if they, they know they're not going to win the race, but if you're on the front of the grid, it's like... You remember when Formula One, the team I used to always think of was... Um, I think it was Arrows uh, back in the day. And I think they were sponsored by Orange. And like the qualifying was... It was an hour long and they're there five minutes before before qualifying, you know, on the line, ready to leave the pits just because, you know, it maximises the exposure for the for the sponsor, you know, as opposed to actually, you know, warming up the tyres and trying to trying to run a competitive time. Jill, you're saying your your team now is quite small. It's quite a small team. Yeah. Team, how, how many people is, is, is small? Or, Nine. And how many and how many people are, are, are a big, big team? A big team. Forty to forty-five people. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So that's everyone from in commu- from communications to marketing like, to to yeah. mechanics. Yeah. We have to give you an example. We have four different sizes of tires. So and the tires they have numbers at the moment where they are built, where they are stocked, where they come from. So there are people's like two three people they just driving from Florida to North Carolina to get like the matching numbers together. And then sometimes there's one tire missing is already at, I don't know, Las Vegas. So you organize everything to get four tires who are built together, four different sizes to get wow. the maximum out of, yeah. I suppose it's, uh, it's down to the small details and the, stuff the like that, isn't it? Yeah. Is that just one, are you just one driver or are you multiple drivers? And uh, multiple we have two cars? drivers. Two yeah. drivers, yeah. yeah. Of, of how many... Of how many laps would you do? Is it, is, is it a compulsory? You can change it any time throughout a race? The, the tires? It, it, yeah. Yeah, it depends on the race. Sometimes, okay. yeah. If you have like, we had now 35 laps, so yeah. really short races, you don't change the tires. But you have for every 
practice for every qualifying and then for every race you have four new tires four new tires and then you have mm -hmm. to yeah like temperature plays everything yeah. then the lines the, the classes who run before your races they put grip on different places so you have to adapt everything just when you're sorry i'm trying to make it light-hearted and stuff you know when you're on the radio and stuff <laughs> like i can imagine you going over there and start talking and then be them and the lads being like Where are you from, buddy? You know, no, they're, is not, it, they're not clowns. This is a professional. Yeah, I'm this not is saying, a professional sport. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, just because it's professional sport doesn't mean you have an accent. Do you know what I mean? Are there any like? Is it a case where you're like, someone says something to you on the radio, and you're like, I ain't got a clue what you just said to me, bud. <laughs> um, do you have any any funny stories about being on the radio and stuff, or is it, as I say, is it all very serious? Not yeah, very serious. Oh, <laughs> I could melt myself. Not a kick about it a football. This I mean, is this is NASCAR, mate. This is. I, I just imagine doing like you know, for the lads are racing and stuff, and someone doing a whoopee cushion or something, you know, something just <laughs> stupid like that. Just trying. Clearly, you don't want him as your co-pilot. Well, actually, that's going to lead on to my next question. <laughs> have you ever? Because you seem like the sort of person. I think if I spent a bit of time with you, I could get you in hysterics. You know, you seem like someone who likes. Having a giggle. Um, have you ever got that before? Just when you're driving or something? Because obviously you're trying to focus on stuff. Yeah. But do you ever have random thoughts come into your head and you just set off? No. Uh, some, for sure, sometimes yeah. it happens. But yeah, you you just try to click and just be switch out of it. Yeah, I, I like, love how you are batting everything straight back at me. I mean, yeah. I'm fishing. I'm fishing <laughs> for something here. What, you know, what about you, Dave? <laughs> Two, Fun you guys. Two, you got two, two drivers. Where, how, wh how do you know? You said you've done you, in your race. You said you had two stints. Who chooses that? Did you say to the, the no, partner well, bugger off? I'm going. I, I want to get this. I want to get. If I can't get the dad, I, I want the kid. Now this time, the guy I usually drive with, he wasn't available uh, that weekend. For some reason, he thought his daughter's birthday was more important than uh, racing on a Sunday. But what's going on with the world these days? It's you know a, what a funny, what yeah. a funny world we so, live in. <clears> so <throat> it meant that I double, I just double, uh, double stinted. So, but next time out, we'll share. So we'll do twenty minutes each. Yeah. And are you com are you communicating with him when you? Yeah. So we've got radio in the car, and uh, so you'll talk to the the lead mechanic in the in the pit lane, and the other driver. He'll he won't be on on the radio, but he'll uh, he'll know what's going on because they'll know when I'm coming in and when to when to get ready and that sort of thing. So we're in RTL today radio, one of the best studios you can get in all of Luxembourg. How is the sound quality in a car when you when you're perform performing? You're concentrating on your on your game or on your drive, let's say. How is the sound quality? For me, hard. I mean, the gearbox in the car I'm in is a really whiny gearbox, so it's quite hard to understand. You often end up saying, you know, can you repeat uh, sort yeah. of thing, so you can pick up the other half of what you what you missed and put it all together. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Talk about getting the stone. <laughs> Are you on your whoopee cushion over yeah, there, buddy? No, you finished talking and I'll see if I can bring you something to say. Yeah, yeah. And, and then the other issue is often the radio signal strength isn't strong enough, so you've only got an area in front of the pits that's good enough, and then at the back of the circuit you can't hear, you know, they can't hear you, you can't hear them. Okay. So you have to time everything and work out what you want to say and when they want to talk to you and so on. Yep. <laughs> and what about you, Shield? Do you, uh, is it the same for you? It's the same for me. Yeah. <laughs> what, was it? What, 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 what are you giggling about over there? There's something. Well, you just see, I'm the sort of person, like, I'm, you know, I like to have a laugh and <laughs> I'm just imagine me being in the car and being like, can you repeat that, please? And then him saying it and then you being like, no, can you repeat that, please? Just going, just trying to get the guy more and more wound up because the one I yeah, always but they're trying to win a race here. I mean, this yeah, is what I <laughs> yeah, but if you're sitting in the middle of the pack, you know what I mean. It's it's done deal, isn't it? But the one I think of is uh, is a brilliant one of Kimi Raikkonen, and if you watch his. Um, his his best clips in Formula One. He basically tells the blokes just to shut up and let him drive and stuff. It's absolutely brilliant. He it's was real, yeah. yeah, yeah. All his greatest hits. Very, uh, very, very good. Was he? Was was Kimi Raikkonen? Uh, 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 he was he was hot in the car, was he? Or yeah, excellent. I mean, he's an amazing driver. Um, but the thing is, he had a very um, uh, what would you call it a a very flat sense of humour. But he, he was very funny, very dry, wasn't very he? Dry. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and the things he would say on and in and out of the car were always some of the funniest things you'd ever hear, even though it might only be three words. Uh, but yeah. 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 After you... Um, he's Finnish, isn't he? He's, he's yeah, Finland, yeah. isn't he? After you... Um, what, what, I was going to say one race, you finished second in your, in your race. Did you go and have a beer with your, uh, <coughs> with your arch rival? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it, yeah. And, and how do you take it? How do you take this one? 
He was he was good because the thing is the the father was was happy because he came in he was ahead of me okay when he came in his his son was less happy but he had to go and sit in the back of the car wait to go <laughs> get the bus home huh? <laughs> no he told he, he was telling me off for having two big elbows so yeah uh, you know kind of occupying yeah, the turning sideways to walk yeah. through the, the yeah. door into the bar yeah, exactly. absolutely yeah. um we I asked you both this question beforehand um so. Um, when did, well, obviously started first, you know, officially, was it NASCAR or Formula One? So NASCAR officially started in 1947 and um, Formula One then followed shortly afterwards in 1950. Has anybody won, you know, the top prize, you know, arguably the Indy, the Indy 500 in, uh, in NASCAR and obviously the Drivers' Championship in uh, Formula One? I think I'm thinking of would be uh, no, but Montoya did he do any? Yeah, he raced. He raced. He he didn't win. He didn't win it. There's several driver won Indy 500 and the Daytona 500, but no one ever. Yeah, and Formula One, I. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. There's no one doing. They do some some of the drivers that. was Kimi Räikkönen? Did he race rally? Did he did he go into the rally car? Kimi tried rally. Um, Kubica did rally as well. Yeah, a couple of yeah, them switched, switched, over. switched over. Yourself, you've had a, you've had a go in the rally cars. Yeah, I did two rallies already. I yeah. Like it, yeah. Yeah, Dave, you like your? Yeah, I did a few uh, seasons of rally. Great fun. Yeah. yeah. Just to bounce back, um, there is one person who has won both in um, NASCAR and Formula One. Mario Andretti. Oh, wow. Yeah. There you go, lads. I'm full of the pub, oh, yeah. pub quiz knowledge. You are, huh? yeah, with, Google, you are with Google on your corner it's, there. It's, I think <laughs> as, a, as a fan, you know, it, it's impressive. But I think you guys coming from a racing background obviously would appreciate how difficult that is, you know, given that the cars are, as we say, opposite ends of the spectrum, aren't they? Chalk and cheese. Um, but um, when... Um, so... Obviously, you're heading. You know, you're going to be heading back out to the states at some point, and then the stuff you're doing closer to close to home for the European NASCARs. Where does you said that was? Is that six weekends, twelve races? That exactly. race that Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. So where will you be racing for those? That will be Spain, Valencia, um, Czech Republic, Zolder, Belgium, um, Brands Hatch. That's the biggest event. Super nice. Um, I have to think where the rest is. But I mean, that's that's essentially your shop with, window, with isn't the, it? With the same, t- so it's with your team. Yeah, that's with the Euronasca team. So okay. that's a complete other team than the American okay. team. Yeah. No. And is that is that over six consecutive weekends? No, no, no. That's like start fourteen May. Yeah. And then the next one be a month later. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's that. That's more a case of. I don't know, you meet them at the start of the week or or, exactly, or, or yeah. in the middle of the week, yeah. race, you know, yeah. go home, sort of chill out. Yeah. And, and then um, I mean, is that that doing that series? Is that going to be that's going to be take that's going to take quite its toll on you? Is it that will be quite? Yeah, actually, my plan this year is do the last season of Euronasca, like win the championship, and then just move over. Yeah, and I don't have much more to prove than winning this championship, and then. And again, so we we talked about David having a nemesis. Do you have someone who you know you'll be competing against this year for to to, to obviously do that? Not yet. Like in Euronasca, I don't. Yeah, they rate very, very late, and like me too, we don't give price that. Actually, you know now that I race, but Euronesca World, they still are not sure if I'm coming back to Euronesca this year or not. So, yeah. oh, exclusive, world exclusive. You heard it here first. <laughs> did a day. Love it. If you could um, race anywhere in the world that you haven't raced at, where would you race? I think Australia, the the supercars. You two best buds now, are you? Now, now you're coming onto the subject I want to talk about. Is that the do you enjoy? Do you enjoy watching the supercars? You, yeah, yeah. It's the comp- yeah. I like the championship. It's close racing. It's super fast. This is the same race that we were talking about that you shared with me. Oh, the recently, commentary you showed the crazy commentary and stuff I, like that. Yeah, I made you stop the car one day and showed it. it was yeah, yeah. Pulled over and was like, watch this. How that, good is this? He, he did, he'd watched it about fourteen oh, times. It, you know, was just, it was just brilliant. Well, and the commentators just, just get so they get so excited. There's, there's cool. plenty, plenty of action. Yeah, and you call that street. Circuit uh, that was the Gold Coast Street Circuit one, and that which was what makes it even more interesting because there's walls and things to hit and, and and so on. So yeah, that was uh, an amazing. And they're really getting air in those the, the, the cars the curves, when they hit the yeah, curves. They they're the really idea. flying with four yeah. wheels off the. You'd love to give that a. You'd love to give that a belt. Yeah, yeah, that would be. So, so get get stuck yeah. in. What about what about you, David? If uh, circuit. 
yeah, anywhere you could race anywhere. Bathurst, because I haven't, I haven't. Other than for uh, year four high school trip uh, bus around Bathurst, that's the only time it's I've driven in anger <laughs> yeah. around the Bathurst. Bit, so. um, but no, I would love to do a Bathurst race. Have you have you have you been to a Bathurst race? No, no. It's no. a Whereabouts is that? It's west of Sydney. Okay, out in the country. It's the yeah, biggest, think, biggest I, race down under. You would argue would that be the most uh, yeah. best known. Yeah, best for sure. Known. I think what's what's really interesting is uh, Nathan and I are very lucky to do this and and meet you guys and meet people from different sports. And I think this has opened our eyes because you obviously grew up playing squash and and I grew up playing rugby. And yes, you sort of hear about other sports, but I wouldn't say you don't take an interest in it, but it's it's sort of almost pushed to the side. And then as we, we get into these in-depth conversations, you realise that I guess everybody has their own their own sport. Like you're talking about, you know, that Bathurst race. How many people go down and watch that? Oh, thousands. Oh, that's yeah. thousands. Yes. Exactly. But we're, we're talking about it like it's people only go and watch football. Do you know what I mean? There's there's just something. There really is a sport for everybody out there. Like um, even even for yourself, Gilles, you know, um, if, um, I mean, how, how far away are you from, you know, getting to the opportunity to race at those big, you know, world famous, you know, the Indy 500, Daytona 500? I don't know. It's not preparation. It's just being the right time with the right people. That can be like, I entered in Euronesca like on a test. I was there, test. Okay, cool. I can drive once a Euronesca. <laughs> So and then yeah, two hours later, I had a contract to drive two years in Euronesca. So, so obviously you're a, you're a world class driver, but on top of that, there is elements of chance along yeah, along yeah, the way. Sure. I think yeah. I think that's fair to say in in any sport, isn't it? Yeah. There's a lot of people I played with as a youngster growing up. You played, I'm sure, those guys you've raced with, and they've you've you've been with as well. And you're like, why isn't that? that guy kicked on it could be a coach not liking him it could be a sponsor not liking him it, you know it, you just it is there there are you know you can i think obviously if you work hard enough at something you you do get your rewards from it but i think you know to really get to the top it is there is you got it you got to have a couple of couple of chips for your way i think you know um boys it's been an absolute pleasure having you both on normally i put on some music but we've got so much to get to we're just going to crack on with uh the international sport that's been going on yes we will obviously talk about the formula one um as well thank you so much for joining us but obviously we're going to continue and we'll probably bounce back over to your experiences of uh, of motor racing nathan i'm going to yeah. give you your limelight because my voice is going hoarse at the moment obviously top squash open well, my, um my, my was my this voice, weekend yeah. did you have uh, did you enjoy yourself is the first question yeah it was a very good event very yeah. very good event it's, I think it's my 20th yeah 20th did you probably get like a tattoo or something you know 20 yeah something <laughs> cool like that yeah maybe like a cool hat or something yeah. I don't know no it was uh, it was a, f- a fabulous event we had um, seven pros that, that had come to Luxembourg so it was uh, and world class pros it was entertainment the, the non-stop entertainment I mean, I was I was lucky enough to. Uh, if you, you haven't seen the reel we've posted on our Instagram page, I was lucky to to interview a couple of them very quickly and do a bit of a mashup. And there's a couple of blokes there. I was like, I want to go on the beers with this guy, um, your man from uh, Malta. Um, no, Nagara. Yeah, yeah, never never met him before. Just a quick conversation. I was like, the Maltese heavyweight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, no, he's, yeah. Squash Jesus. Yeah, yeah he calls Jesus, himself. That's yeah, a, that's a, absolutely. No, he's, a, he's absolute legend of a but guy. Ju- but just talking to uh, to those sorts of guys, I think what's really interesting is uh, it's almost like going on a stag do. You know, because you you rock up yeah, and we're, we're one of the greatest tournaments in all of Europe. Yeah, but and it's like a stag do. Yeah, no, but what, the, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, you know, if you no, the boys are relaxed. Yeah, but also you, that you, I obviously know you quite well, mm-hmm. and they obviously know you. So you've sort of, I guess, you've skipped all the all the crap at the start and the sussing each other out. You're like, yes, you get on with him. I'm going to get on with him as well. And it just, you know, just interviewing these guys, you can just feel the energy off them. Yeah. And Well, that's also part of the part of the tournament that we organise. It is a, ultimately, it's a, I say local tournament. Anybody can come and play from wherever, wherever they live, in fact. But we also, we, we ring these guys in for, for this tournament. So it's an invitational. So we're going to pick the guys that, we like we're going to you know scout them and which is why i have peter creed over in, or who's now living in new york he helps me because he knows a lot of those guys that i don't and yeah so obviously it's a bit of a personality thing these guys are going to give a lot probably more to us as a as a venue and as a sport in the country than what we would get if we just had a had a 
a PSA event, a professional. Well, it's almost event. like you could get the best players in the world, but are those do the top four or the top eight players in the world? Do they all have the personality to well, go you with look it at, as you well? You look at the the, the golf as, as a classic example. You know, if you have a golf tournament, you want Tiger Tiger Woods, whether he's the best golf golfer or not you want him because of personality counts and that's really what we go by and we were at the tennis last year when we were commentating and, and they're doing the same thing there they're really getting good personality personalities and that's going to draw the crowds I mean David you were down there yesterday watching yeah. the w- w- watching the, the, the final the last three matches what did you think of it? Oh, it's fantastic, and the yeah. guys who who play they they mix it up. They they play a few trick shots, and they play to the crowd and the and the ref and and all sorts. So yeah, you get a few laughs, but also they hit some fantastic squash. So it's great yeah. to watch. Yeah, is that um, how you say it? You say you hit some squash, or do you play some squash? No, there's no real. Yeah, okay. anything. Yeah, no. Sorry yeah. for getting hung up on the details. <laughs> but there, um, we, we actually had um, Julian Hinks came down to to, to watch. He was uh, yeah. I think he might have even gone down this afternoon and played. Tried to play himself actually. Good man. As well as uh, Flavio, he he went down uh, to come and watch as well. So they were yeah they were. It was nice to have other athletes. In fact, yeah, it was, uh, to to get the boys down to come and, come and watch. But it was a spectacle. It was a bit of a full house, wasn't it? Yeah. You couldn't really ask for too much better. Um, yeah, standing room only. Yeah. Standing room only. Yeah, it was. Uh, well, Nathan, I know, I know you obviously um, have been stressing out and putting a lot of effort into that sort of thing. So well done. It's obviously, you know, well, well, very well received. Great to see yeah. so many. Bum- we talk about bums on seats. Great to see a lot of bums down there. Well, getting the bums on seats. I actually, of course, I was managing the project or, or have been running the, the, that project for a long time. But it was the, the 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 junior kids. I was very proud of what they did because they they couldn't play in the tournament. But they were there running the, running the tournament from you know nine o'clock in the morning until whenever it was eight o'clock in the or seven o'clock in the evening. That was an absolutely fantastic job, and it was good for the kids that let's say I've been teaching to get them behind and learn how events are made right from the start. And then when when they go to a tournament, they have a little bit of respect to the, to their other pairs who are organising tournaments. You know when they're away, so I think that was it's grounding keeps them keeps them humble as well, and gives them ultimately a, a, a good attitude. But um, yeah, so really, really grateful to those kids. So if you're listening, I know a few of them tune into the show. You know, you know, you know, I was you part know. of the contract, was it, to listen <laughs> to the show afterwards and stuff like that. Well, fantastic work, Nathan. Obviously, well done, and hopefully, it kicks on to something bigger and even better next well, year. So they're, they're, they're all they're sticking the <laughs> sticking the calendar. Right? When I left them at two o'clock in the morning in a, in a bar somewhere, that was the last thing they said. The, somewhere, yeah, wash your hands of it. Signed up with the, get, <laughs> get yourselves home. Um, we spoke quickly, David. I'm going to bounce over to you because you're going to rattle off the uh, the top six for the Formula One today. Yeah, what happened there, mate? Formula One, very, uh, very interesting race. Um, well, Max Verstappen won again. How's that interesting? Yeah, but but then this is it's interesting. You talked earlier about sponsorship and coverage. If you're a Red Bull sponsor, you got no coverage today, what because is? Max was out the front all by himself. The racing was between either Ferrari and Aston and or uh, McLaren, not McLaren, sorry, Mercedes. So that's what they focus on. So they're the ones that get better coverage. Uh, if you're if you're Max, they see him take off at the front. And then you see a you know a, a pit stop, and then they show him finishing, and and then he gets the chat at the end. But yeah. so was he that was was he that far in front? Oh yeah, he was, he was thirty. Uh, sorry, he was uh, twenty seconds. Uh, no, fifteen seconds ahead of I think Perez, who came second. Okay. And I think overall he must have been nearly thirty seconds ahead of um, Alonso, who came third. Uh, and then Sainz came fourth for Ferrari. Poor old Leclerc had a uh, had a shocker, his en- an engine failure, so didn't finish. Um, so, so on, right, so, you'd yeah. be gutted on race one. You got yeah. an engine failure. I mean, that, he was be, doing really well. Yeah, oh, you'd be fuming. Yeah. Who's your, who, who do you go? Who's your team that you go for in, in the Formula One? Oh, I've got a soft spot for the McLaren guys. Um, but this year I'm struggling to be a be believer because we have you know one didn't finish and uh, poor old Norris he uh, you know came dead last because Piastri who's the new kid joined McLaren he's an Aussie guy okay so he uh, that's uh, that's part of the reason but yeah he wouldn't he wasn't there always seems to be an Aussie in the in the mix isn't token there? Yeah, token yeah, Aussie yeah you had, Ma- uh, you had Mark Webber then you had and then Ricardo's just Ricardo. recently yep. he's just moved yeah yeah he's uh, he's now he's third driver in here. Uh, he's not Red even, Bull. He's not even that. He's he's not even a test driver. He's a, he's sort of like a, the equivalent of a brand ambassador, I think, or something. Just for, on the chatter, isn't yeah. he? Well, he's the backup. If, if Perez, uh, you know, they they don't keep Perez, they can they can slot Ricardo. Yeah. What, what about yourself, Joe? What team would you would you follow or favour in Formula One? Red Bull. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percently. Yeah. All the marketing <laughs> Formula One is just behind the Max. Yeah. yeah it's, it's just. You're a Max fan. Not really, but I like the marketing around. I understood the business of Formula One and uh, how it works in the country. So I know that 
he will have some nice uh, co- upcoming years. Yeah, every day. Max, well, Max Verstappen or Hamilton? Max Verstappen. Not because go. I'm a Max Verstappen fan, just because it's his time. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. he's crazy boy, isn't he? Uh, Premier League. I've got another one for you. Arsenal. What another another football? Yeah, yeah, Arsenal. You know, given football, it's props. They yes. scored a ninety seventh minute winner. They were two 0 down against Bournemouth. D- did you see Ian Wright afterwards? No, <laughs> he's rolling. He's rolling around in the studio really? wherever he was. Like he's so good. Yeah, he's, I love. He's I love you, you see, what you see is what you get with Ian yeah. Wright. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, but they actually thought they were going to concede a bit of ground to City, but they're obviously still uh, still top of the pile, which is brilliant to see. Uh, in the tennis, Danny Medvedev. Um, swept past his compatriot Andre uh, Rublev to win the Dubai Tennis Championship. He's in a serious run of form. Um, he won six two six two. Golf. Mate. John Rahm, mate, he is he is he is tearing it up at the moment in the golf. I've actually heard them say that his form is um, is that good. David, I'm going to kick you out for a bit, mate. We'll catch you back in here. Thank you again, mate. Um, his form's as good as Tiger Woods when. Tiger was killing it. Really? Yeah, he's absolutely so, killing it at the moment. No, they have momentum, the golf boys, don't yeah, they? Yeah, I mean, they, they get on, they, a, roll, they, they get they? on a bit of a, a bit of run, confidence. It all, yeah, it all just kind of happens for them. We'll uh, we'll obviously bounce into this more um, in uh, in in Wednesday's show because it's much more of a of a domestic show. But just to give you the roundup, obviously the uh, European Indoor Championships in athletics was this in uh, Istanbul. Vera Hoffman finished eighth. She actually broke the Luxembourgish record in the Ooh. semi-final but obviously ran a couple of seconds yep. slower um, in the final. Uh, England's Laura Moore became the European champion ahead of Romania's Claudia Bobicia. Uh, in the shot, Bob, Bob Bertames, he finished up in fifth place uh, and threw 21 metres, not quite as far as his, uh, his, record. his record that he'd yep. broke a couple of weeks previously. The Italian Zane Weir became the European champion with 22 metres and six centimetres. So he's not miles away, you yep. know. Well, I've got a um, funny feeling that Charles Gritham might be running. He's running. He should have run now. He should have he finished. Have so if you can pull up the results, his final, he was due. He was running the, uh, the 3,000 metres, which obviously isn't his favourite event, but it's certainly part of his conditioning for the 1,500. So if you can check that out, particularly, uh, Patricia van der Vecken, um, she went through to the semi-finals with the fastest time of 7.26 over uh, um, over 60 metres. And in the hurdles, Victoria Rausch, um, she ran seventh in her heat, 8.23 uh, and ranked 25th. Not her best day at the office, but that is sport. And I've no doubt um, she will bounce back. Anthony Perez has yes, just joined sir. us welcome, welcome, for the welcome. latest update in the BGL League. Gilles, do you follow any of the BGL team? No, not really. At least you're honest about it. Yeah. Right. So, uh, Anthony, what have you got? Any big stories? Any dogs pooing on pitches or anything like that? Let me know. There, I have a lot for you today. Right. Let's go. Uh, so uh, before we move to the BGL, let's go quickly through the women's, and then yeah, I have a lot of a lot. Of, I have a lot to tell you today. So uh, talking about women's league, we restarted yesterday. We have Racing against Pitambo, and one week after the after their close win in the quarterfinals of the women's cup, Racing beats Pitambo again. This time with a much higher score because the Gets managed to win six two thanks to a hat trick from Karin Kaur and one goal from Dos Santos, Voidila, and Crespo. Then we have Anton VMG against Dickers. And Dikir has slowly become a mid-table team. If you if you watched a few uh, seasons ago, they had always had to uh, fight against relegation. Now they're really becoming a good team, and they beat Anton Vihengi 4-2. All four goals have been scored from Joanna Lurenko, who is, in my opinion, behind Amy Thompson, the best striker in Luxembourg for the moment, and she's only 18 years old. And yeah, do, do, do you think Amy will be Amy will be over her shoulder? Probably not. <laughs> Uh, she has in the moment 15, 15 goals in 10 games in her, on her account and talking about Thompson you have Luana Joanna Joanna Lurenko who scores 4 goals Amy Thompson did a bit less good but was it was not bad she scored a hat-trick literally against Diffedange and scored her 29th 30th and 31st goal of the season let's remember the record is 59 goals so she's oh yeah there or thereabouts 20 huh? goals away no, even more. 30 goes away. Young Lissa gets the homework done against Vincha as the game ended 4 0 for the Jeunesse. And Red Black Egality and Union Merthad Vasabedic drew 1 1. Now, let's go to the Bichel League. And the big, big news of today that I just think it's over. Yeah, you I think see, that? Yeah, I, 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 know, I, know what, I know what you're talking about. 
Posh start, relegated. (laughs) 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 Could be that, but no. Fuller, Fuller are gone. The last unbeaten team in Europe this season have lost to them. Ah, Hesper lost. Who too? Yeah, you heard it right. After almost one year without losing... It's over. There'll, there'll be some happy. There'll be. I mean, there'll be a few happy people around. It's, with it's that. one of those things. It's, a, you know, we, we tip our cap to Hesper. Absolutely fantastic. But the longer it goes on, yeah. the harder it gets. You know. So now oh, they can. Are going they, these, yeah. yeah. And yeah, we made this happen. Union Titus painting of, and they beat the actual leaders two one. They actually did launch profits. Well us. done, well done. Well, that's what I was going to ask well you. Done. Is it is it sort of almost like a six point swing? Because yeah, if dude yeah, launched yeah, one, yeah. then they didn't win. Uh, yes, they're, they're back now in the title race. So forget yeah. everything I said last, last week, week about, yeah, yeah now nah, the launch out of title race, it's over. No, 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 no. It's it's again, the suspense is back. Well, this is what we like is about sport, right? Yeah, that's why we like the PCL League. <laughs> well done. And in today's game against Trasen, they managed to win 2-1 thanks to a late goal from Edis Agovic. And they are now only two points behind Hasbronch. So the title race is on again. They when were, when do they have to play each other again? It's almost a uh, over the half of the half, second half of the yeah yeah so okay that's it's, interesting it's, it's pretty much at the end hopefully there's a big crowd down for that game because wow. there's nothing like a big domestic let's, uh, let's are going to be there for sure yeah <laughs> uh, yeah we have Dulange we have Has, we have Hesproche and now we talk about Fola who made the impossible possible for the moment for the moment because the club from Ash celebrate against Sifidange their third win in a row after winning 3-2 two, two, thanks to a late goal from Tavaba and they're now leaving the relegation zone after everybody wrote them off. And Not now, you though, Anthony. I did. I never wrote them off. Yeah. My predictions are going through for once. And they are now on the 11th place. <coughs> and you're talking about Hostad, if they are relegated. It, it kind of looks like they will. Because in the crisis game, where both teams were playing against the relegation, Hostad and Rosport desperately needed a win. And we made the profit. Yeah. As, as you know, not Hostad, because Rospo won 3-1 and leave the relegation playoff zone to Monterich, who lost against Jonas Esch 2-1 yesterday. And the three last results, we have Nidakorn Vils 3-0, Racing dropped points against Kerjeng and the, as the game ended 1-1, and Atterbrück lost against Mondorf as well, 3-0, and made a big step into the second division. Let's go over to... to how do you say it? Uh, the class one, the tabelle. Yep. The, the table. Well, let's have, let's have a look. We, we give it that. Table. Yeah, let's have a look at the table. Yeah, how do we? Don't say class more. Yeah, Sounds class, village. Yeah, class more Sounds class village, place, mate. The placement. <laughs> the classification. Let's Don't say look, that. Look at, let's have a look at the leader. Not allowed to say class more, and you're not allowed to say classification on this, okay? <laughs> so, at first, we have Hasbros with 50 points. Behind did launch with 84. Uh, yeah, 88. 40 48. 48. 48. I can't even say it right. <laughs> I'm still worried about yeah, saying yeah, classification yeah. in class, yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> then we've got Nidacon with 41 points. Petange on the fourth uh, with 36. Then we have Racing, 35. On six, Jeunesse with 28. Seventh, Mondorf also with 28. Mondorf play, really playing well this season. Nine nine wins in 19 games. In, in They've got a good scout involved up there, I've heard. Scout helped Adam Payne. Yeah. <laughs> then we've got Differdange, who are playing a disappointing season on the ace place with only 24 points. With high expectations, they, everybody thought they would be in the title race. Only eight place, disappointing. Let's already look forward for the next season. Then we've we've got Vils on ninth with twenty two points, Strassen on tenth with twenty two as well, Fola on the eleventh with nineteen points, uh, Rospo eighteen points on twelfth. Then we have the relegation playoff zone. So if you if you stay there, they have to play a relegation yeah. game yeah. against the the third and fourth from the air promotion. We've got Monerich and Kerjing, both promoted teams from last season with 17 points. And the two last, we've got Hostad with 15 points and Atterbrick with 11 points. And if you look closely, Atterbrick are seven points uh, away from a non-relegation place. And in my opinion, it's already over for them. Hostad, I don't see it really good for them because... You, we always think they're gonna they're gonna save themselves through the relegation playoffs, but this time their performance no good. Nah, nah. only four wins this season and very disappointing results. It's not like they well it was close uh, it was close defeats, but they 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 lost sometimes four nil five nil. Uh, two weeks ago, I made a statistic that their last three games, like two weeks ago, they always lost by four goals or more. 
So it's not looking good for them, isn't it? So tell me, I've got a question for you. Yeah, tell me. Were you more happy with the result with Hesper losing, or your little tickers that you did over the weekend? When you, when, you, when what's the what's the word called when you put it between the legs of your uh, not Meg, not not Meg. Ah. Uh, yes, what, do you, what do you call that, it? What is, that, what's it called in? Uh, what is it called in? It's not called a nutmeg though. In French, it's like petit petit pont. Petit, petit pont. Little, little, little bridge. Yeah. Okay. Petit pont. Because you, you, you got it. You got it. Yeah. An absolute beauty that I saw there on uh, social media, and, and it deserves a and there's a noteworthy mention. So, as, as, as as always, Anthony, uh, thank you so much for bringing us up to speed with what's happening in the world of Luxembourg in the BGL league. I have got one big question to ask you. Obviously, Luxembourg are hosting. Portugal at the end of the month is Cristiano Ronaldo going to be here? He's going to come for sure. I'm not an expert, but he's going to come. He's playing against his favorite opponent, Luxembourg, because no player actually scored more against Luxembourg than Cristiano Ronaldo. Ten goals. There you yeah. go, my man. The yeah. stats, the yeah. stats. Um, yeah, just to bring you up to speed, obviously some upcoming sport um, that's coming up in Luxembourg. You've got the European handball qualifiers. Uh, Luxembourg will be playing Turkey. They'll also be playing North Macedonia. That's at the cock, and that's on the 8th of March and on the 26th of April. The 19th of March, we've got the FLBB basketball finals for the men's and the women's at the cock. Hopefully, they've sorted out that shambles of a scoring system. I don't know if you heard about this, Jill. So, uh, T. Dudelange were playing Grunwald and they forgot to press the button early, very early on in the game, which meant two points weren't given to Dudelange. Dudelange ended up losing the match by one point, and there's been a lot going on about whether they were going to replay it. They will not be replaying it and stuff. It's actually... Circus. It's village, mate. It's Circus. absolutely village. But so, what I'll tell you, another thing that's village is the um, the Luxembourg cyclist. Is it Heidescheid? Heidescheid. 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 Yeah. He, he, he won the um, Tour de Luxembourg. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So he was r- racing in northern uh, northern France this weekend. I think, I'm not sure if it was today or, or yesterday. The Peloton came in and he was he was, it was he was in the Peloton, but just at the back. And one couple of guys took a tumble right on the, on the line. Anyway, so he rode up to them, got off his bike, picked up a guy's bike, and then just slammed it on the ground, got on his bike and... Bag it off. Boy, he's getting some slack on social media. Let's we'll have, have a look at that. So we're saw the, uh, the red mist. Because it was, it, was, uh, it looked, <laughs> of course, what do we know? Who knows what's yeah. happened midway through the race? Likely something else has happened because you can't imagine yeah. no one does nothing for no, no reason. Well, we, so, we, we, but, love, uh, we love talking about a bit of bagarre, so, so I well, think we can, bagarre, can do some digging and, and find out um, what's going on there. Just, 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 just to wrap things up, Nathan, obviously on the 23rd of March, you've also got Austria coming to Luxembourg for the table tennis. Obviously, Luxembourg, very strong table tennis team at the moment. Yeah. Uh, and then, as I said, 26th of March, Luxembourg are playing uh, Portugal at the Stade de Luxembourg um, at quarter to nine on that Sunday evening. And arguably the highlight of the sporting calendar on the 14th of April, Friday night, Luxembourg host Moldova, a rugby match, Stade de Luxembourg. If there is, I don't know where else you can be. I don't know where else you can be on a Friday night in Luxembourg. It's Easter. Get the kids, get the kids babysat and get down there. You're coming, you're coming, you're coming, okay? You don't have a choice about that. Um, Charles Grethen, fifth. What was his time in the 3,000? 7.46. Happy days. I think he ran 7.51 in the semi, didn't he? Top boy, Charles. Good to hear him. Good to hear him going so well. So, Jill, obviously... um, you know we're gonna. We, it's great. We, we. I really appreciate you staying in contact with us with everything that's going on in in your career, and I really hope it's going to really, you know, kick on to bigger and uh, bigger and better things. Um, you know, for anybody listening out there, um, what does a you know what does a racing car, what does a NASCAR driver do to to switch off to chill out? What do you do away from the car? I do a lot of sport actually, but yeah, you know, for the rest, just chilling around. Yeah, being scrolling on Instagram, that's what we do these days, yeah, watching yeah. YouTube videos. Speaking yeah. go, of go-karting? Yeah, go-karting, go-karting was yesterday. Paddle was the day before. Where do you go go-karting? Um, that was in Miracourt, that was in France. Yeah. So I go with the, the young champions of Luxembourg. And uh, yeah, put them in their place, you know, show oh, them no. a thing or two. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> they, 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 they bully so you around, good. they push you around. Yeah, they are yeah. so good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they are really, really good. Like, I think that's awesome to hear that someone like yourself goes back and you know because obviously those guys are striving to try and you yeah, know yeah. reach, reach, reach the next levels, isn't co- it? Do you communicate with Dylan Pereira who's yeah, racing yeah, the Porsche? Sure. Like yep. Friday was with Dylan Pereira. We were uh, 
playing together paddle. Cool. So yeah, we try to push each other to get get better in our sports, even if we don't race the same cars. That's completely something different. I guess it's something you can. I'm sure there's things you can relate to about you know about your sports and the 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 struggles that you both have. Yeah. You know, coming from a I guess a a country that's maybe not renowned for exactly. for racing car drivers. That's we had really Chris cool. Leeshin here uh, <laughs> yeah. recently the other night. He's into his uh, motorbikes. Yeah. Have you have you have you had a go on the on the motorbikes? No, 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 no not I your bo- thing. Actually, I bought me one to mm-hmm. like doing my license to drive, but. Yeah, never did the life. Have you done it? No, I've just bought one. It sits in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> it just sits in the hallway and looks good, you know? Um, but, um, I mean, it's, 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 again, I sort of alluded to it earlier on in the show. Big word. I love that word, alluded. Um, you know, we're, we're very privileged, Nathan, to get to talk to these, these uh, sports, uh, sports athletes like yourself, you know, that ultimately don't get the exposure that, you know, they deserve. And I think if we can. If we can help pushing your uh, pushing your stock up, then we're obviously um, you know we'll keep doing that. Please stay in comms. I would love, I would love to come and watch. Just the noise, you know. I'm used to noise. I work around kids all day, so I think I'd be all right. Nathan, what about you? Do you think you'd you'd do all right? Back myself at anything. Yeah. Don't I? Here's a question for you. <laughs> there's a there's a. I was reading. Have you you've seen the new Top Gun? Yeah, right. A part of it. Yeah. Um, you need to go and watch the whole thing because yeah. there are. Yes, it is a rip off of the first one. Have you seen it? Yeah, it's it's, a, it's beautiful. But there's the bit where he goes rogue and basically's like, you know, does the he does the route in the in the thing and smashes uh, it, and, Canyon, yeah. and it's just yeah, it's it's an absolutely fantastic bit of bit of um, bit of you know movie. <clears throat> but I was reading the guy. Is it Miles Teller? Who's the guy who plays Goose's son? Isn't it? And he was talking to him about how he basically, from being in the jet engine, uh, being around and flying in the jet so much, he basically got this rash. And it's something to do with like the fumes of the um, the fumes of the car and stuff like that. You know, you, you essentially have like, you know, the the fumes, in, it sounds stupid inside you, but it's obviously because you're around it all, it's, you're, it absorbs yeah. into you. Does that happen in the, you know, when you're racing in the cars and yeah. stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's actually a big problem. So you get home and your partner says, geez, you stink of diesel or... Uh, geez, you taste, geez, you taste <laughs> the diesel, yeah. right? You're sucking diesel, yeah. Huh? yeah. And also the, the rub of the tire. <clears throat> so you're really like spelling, smelling and uh, tasting the tires. How long does that take to get out of your system? Two to three two, days. Two to three days. Wow. Like that, that I feel it. I'm pretty sure yeah. if I do tests, I have it for much longer. Yeah. Is it? So. Is it? Is the smell of it, is it worse than like... You know the smell of a burning clutch. Not that I've burnt out the clutch. I mean, I've tried to plenty of times. Is is the smell, or you just you just sort of get used to it? It's way too long ago that I really smelled it, so it's I'm just, <laughs> just used to it. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I guess that's the nature of the beast, isn't it? When you're around that that sort of thing. And what about like? Because it's bad enough if I've had to change something on the lawnmower, and you get grease on your hands, and I'm like, you know, I've got very soft hands, you know, not rough hands like you. Uh, <laughs> You tradesmen, you know, or your racing <laughs> drivers and stuff. But is it? Do you just have oil and grease everywhere? Is it, or is there like no, a special? Every- is there a special soap you can get to get rid of this no, stuff? No, it's, it's like the fella on the. Uh, have you ever seen the film The Beach? With Leo DiCaprio, and he's the man who's the he's oh, the chef. The fish he can't get rid of the fish. He's like fish, fish, fish. Every time I smell a fish, huh? <laughs> but yeah, is there a special shampoo we can get out there for any uh, grease monkeys listening mm. in? Then things are just like it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just get on with it, embrace it. But Gilles, it's been an absolute pleasure having you back on. Anthony, thank you so much for joining us. David as well. Um, yep. Hours not long enough. Do you know what I mean? We could we could sit and really go into this. We wish you all the best again. Stay in comms with us, and I'm. I'm really really looking forward to seeing how your uh, not only this season progresses but how your pro- career yeah. uh, progresses from here absolutely. Um, absolutely that's our wrap big man isn't it, it? Is indeed yep thanks to all those volunteers out there who uh, make the sporting world tech in particular I'm going to name a few that helped me out on the weekend Ali, Zoe, Kelly and James and Jack all put in a big shift for me over the weekend. I'll tell you who I'm giving a shout to. Um, Armin, behind the bar as well. I had a chat with him earlier on. He's listening in. I said, I'll give you a shout out on the radio uh, later There we on. go, Armin. 
Um, you did a good job too. They as did. always, um, you can join. Uh, you can link, uh, sorry. You can uh, tune in tomorrow morning from six o'clock. You've got the Sam Steen show. Twelve o'clock. You've got Stephen Stepslow with his lunchbox. Oh, and then you've got Melissa Dalton from three o'clock with the home stretch. You've also got our main man Dave Burrows banging out the DB3 sessions. He's actually DJing this week. I was chatting to him. So he's got a DJ gig over at Den Natalia, Is it okay? Yeah. So you know, props to him. Awesome. He's obviously really, really, really buzzing for him so hopefully that'll go well might even go down Dave huh he's <laughs> like you could come down you know and I was like uh, I'll see what I can do yep. um, busy man um, and then also Sarah Tapp who was on um, who was covering in in, in for Dave uh, Sarah hosts a hangover show which is normally at 10 o'clock I think on, on Wednesday Sunday. on Wednesday we've got uh, Dr. Sadrin Sandra, Sandra yeah, sports this. scientist. Okay, yeah. so uh, that will be really interesting. That's also uh, International Women's Day on Wednesday, isn't it? So yep. we'll uh, obviously have more of a that sort of theme to our show. But Wednesday, eighth of March. Look forward to it. What time? Seven p.m. No room for the wicked, huh? <laughs> anyway, as always, we uh, we sign off with a cheer. So lads, uh, thanks again, and it's a uh, cheer. Like that. Let's talk sport on RTL Today Radio.